0: Welcome back to the Hot Takes Only. This is episode sixteen. I miscounted last time we did uh, last time we did this uh, a couple months ago before the Champions League final. Uh, that, in case you've been living under a rock, that Liverpool won for um, just the sixth time. It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. It's not. It's not like I'm still upset about losing the league by one point or anything. It's fine. Um, as always, three very special guests in the show. Uh, I'm joined by Willie as always, but Ian, Nick, and Brian, guys. Welcome back to the show. Um, Got a lot to get through for our uh, our Premier League coverage this week, this episode. Well, I don't even know the next one's going to be, but thank you for joining us. A lot to unpack today, but let's get to it. The big news of the day was the transfer window closing, uh, and Arsenal making some moves, and I'll hand it over to you guys. We could just, just talk about Arsenal. Probably the entire show, we've had such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know how
1: much time you've allocated for us, but
2: we're... <laughs> More than that. We can <laughs> just start from the top. I mean, um, you know, obviously, center back has always been an issue for us. Uh, we signed two. One, a stopgap kind of experienced player to hold it down for a year or two. Um, and then a younger guy, a generational talent, hopefully going to have – he has a ton of potential, hopefully going to fulfill it. And Salva, uh, when we loaned back to saint Um who will continue his development there before joining us next year. But, man, getting David Louise was uh, something that I did not see coming. Probably developed over the last 48 hours. But uh, the, the meme-ability of that transfer is just so, so fucking high. You can't
1: put a price on screwing Chelsea. You just can't do it. Yeah. Actually, you can't. It's Only $8 apparently. <laughs> Goddamn bargain, I say.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can't. I mean, you know, I feel like it's it's weird because on one hand, like, if, if you know, Lampard is trying to set the culture, and if you don't, if, if there's a player that doesn't want to be there, you know, or is disgruntled, you know, what good does it do to keep him? But on the other hand, for, you know, 8 million pounds, like, you know what I mean, for a player of his quality, like, well, that's pretty disappointing.
2: A player that started every single game for you guys last season, it's...
3: It's right. and I get
2: Lampard. I get Lampard coming in, being like, "Look, we got like, we can't can't sign anybody. We gotta double down on youth." But the way, like, my understanding of the way this all played out was Lampard essentially just straight up told David Luiz he would be fourth choice, and then he was like, "Surplus to requirements." And so David Luiz was like, "All right, well then I'm gonna force my way out of here." Um, well, okay. to, to be perfectly honest, though, I
3: mean, where would you put, given the ages, how would you rank? Rudiger, Louise, Christensen, and Zuma.
1: Well, because my, I mean, I yeah, because he's now on our team, but definitely Louise number one. <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: <laughs> I, I mean, I, listen, I, I I kind of agree with Lampard. He he supposedly really likes Christensen, and I I, I like Christensen
2: too. I don't, I don't disagree with the idea of trying to like move on from, like, and like try to like push the development of of. Zuma and Christensen. But Rudiger's injured. Christensen's a complete confidence player. Zuma had injury issues in the past. Mm -hmm. Like, there was going to be game time for David Luiz at Chelsea. But instead of of being gentle about it and, you know, like making it clear that David Luiz was still going to be part of the plans and would still get game time and wasn't going to be, like, phased out entirely right away. Sounds like Lampard was just like, hey, Christensen and Zuma are going to start, or Christensen and Rudiger, or whatever his favorite two are, are going to start for the rest of the season. And, you know, time for you to move on. And David Luiz was like, all right, see ya, going to Arsenal. And for us, like, look, we're thin at center back. we There wasn't a good center back option for us this summer. We weren't going to go spend $80 million on Harry Maguire. We had a, <laughs> a, a, bid, a bid for... A guy on Leipzig, Upa McKemo, so a name that I can't pronounce, um, rejected. And so it's like we're trying to find good quality for not like a completely exorbitant fee. We didn't want to pay what Manchester United paid. And so we went with the combination of Salva and Louise, Louise to hold it down for a couple of years and Salva to, to come in and next year and then the year after really kind of probably take the starting spot. And like for Chelsea to strengthen Arsenal, when Chelsea can't find a replacement, and when David Luiz's specialty is pinging the ball over the top to a pacey forward,
0: mm. three pacey okay. forwards, it's ridiculous it's, now. Just,
2: it's, like I thought the the best comment I saw today about this was from a Chelsea fan, and he's like, everybody's worried about whether or not Socrates or Luiz or Holding is better. When in reality, what we did was we just gave. The, our biggest rival with the best attack, another attacking asset. And that's really what it is. It's like like the way Luis kicks off counterattacks, even against us in the Europa League, is going to be yeah. perfect for Pepe and for Abba on the left and right it wing. It's
0: scary to think about. It's scary to think about, to be honest. Yeah, and from a neutral, it's just baffling. Well, not really neutral because uh, I could do without Chelsea. But from a – not involved in this deal perspective, it's just baffling because you have this transfer ban and you have a player who, like Nick said, was such a regular last year. Why in the world would you get rid of him? I mean, yes, he has his moments. I mean, he has you know he makes Lovren look world class sometimes. But like, let's be real here. Are, are you gonna? Why are you gonna get rid of of one of your core players in a season where you can't sign any new players? So you have to rely on on literal. Teenagers, yeah, twenty-year-olds.
4: Well,
3: and we also have um, we also have the the young player as well. Um, we have, I mean, we have um, the guy that played at Derby last season as well for Frank. Um, what's his name? Samoro. I forgot his name, but um, like they recalled him on loan. So that's four four center backs right there. You know,
0: right? I, you, I get the. You just wish you want to have more sure. though. Is is what I'm saying. And 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 to no, get rid of it sure. on the on the eve of the season is is a little. Eh, it it a bit... seems
3: a little, little strange to me. And I yeah, no, bit... it was a bit. But
0: um... that's actually one of the big reasons why
1: I'm thrilled about the Louise signing because, you know, as you say, you know, you sometimes the number of center backs is actually just a big important thing because, especially for us, sure. where the uh, Europa League is not going to be any less important this season than it was last season. Uh, you know, we're already so brittle, and especially with Kashelny leaving. That we just have yeah. two people on the roster to stay uh, to stay fresh. Yeah.
2: Um, and, and for Emery, who likes to be flexible based on his competition, having depth at center back allows you to play a back three slash back five. I don't know how Lampard likes to play, or as if, if he's more flexible or as strict as Sarri was. Like Sarri only played back four. Sarri only played one formation the entire season over and over again. But if... Yeah, sure. Lampard has any desire to play a back five at any point, three center backs, two wing backs. Like You essentially can't anymore, or at least as long as Rudiger isn't good.
3: No, that's a great point. Um, no, you're right. I mean, right now in the preseason, he's been playing a lot of 4-2-3-1, um, which I think kind
2: of fits the team well. But yeah, I wouldn't expect him to want um, want to play it Want to play five at the back like regularly, but like it's a good flexibility to have, particularly to shut down games or play against certain types of opposition. But now that I think about <laughs> it, No, Quetta can play center back, so he can
3: that's true, that's all he also can, true. just
0: not as well as yeah. the others, really.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, uh, but before we so spend too much time, like you
3: said if, if we need to, like...
0: yeah, that's true, yeah. Be- before we, we get too on too far of a tangent the other point i wanted to address and this is kind of the reason that uh we started the show with arsenal as opposed to going to last season which i originally thought was the idea but since today was such a big transfer day with everyone kind of getting in those last minute deals i want to talk about the other big transfer for arsenal and you guys can obviously chime in on this better than i can but kieran tierney from celtic which has (laughs) been in the works for forever but finally got it over the line today i think it's a absolutely fantastic signing um curious to hear what your thoughts are yeah, we're we're very stoked um, having a true left back to replace Montreal, who's kind of
2: aging out of that role. Class and is more of a left wing back um, is excellent again for the flexibility of being able to play in a back four. Um, he is without a doubt one of the hottest prospects in that position. Um, there's questions, obviously, about him transitioning from. The Scottish Premier League, which is probably closer to kind of League One Championship level than it is to a Premier League level. Though when you play for Celtic, you at least get exposure to the Champions League and get to play some real opposition there. Uh, he's both a te- he has he's great in one on one situations. He's great defending. He's great going forward. He's very much in the mold of his countryman Andrew Robertson. Um, so we're very excited to have him. Took a while, uh, but I, like as you can imagine when you have a player like that who loves Celtic as much as he does and wasn't going to push his way out, that can slow down things because it allows the clubs to really just like get into really deep weed negotiations because the player isn't pushing for anything.
3: So he's a, he's a, uh, you're saying he's, he's a really good two way player. Like he likes
2: to get forward and he can defend well. Loves to get forward, has a great cross on him, is great in one-on-one situations as a defender. Mm. Uh, very, very tenacious. It's going to be interesting. I, I, um, from everything I've seen from him, he loves a, a good, proper tackle. Uh, okay. and, and as I mentioned, Scottish Premier League is kind of like Championship League One style where they let they let the boys play even more than they let the boys play in the Premier League. And so um, he's going to have to learn to maybe not follow through so much. You know, <laughs> very much of like, if I get the ball, I can get as much of the player as I want type of tackler. Uh, which doesn't fly quite as much in the Premier League, but uh, I'm I'm excited to have him. He's a real leader. He's going to be, I think, I think of our signings could end up being the the biggest signing of all of them. I
4: think. Just,
0: wow. I I okay. I'd chime in on that, and as a as a non Arsenal fan, I think he could be your, your most important signing of the window. I mean, obviously Pepe is a big money signing, and he's going to be phenomenal for what is already a really potent attacking. Whatever you call it, three, four, five. How many attacking players? Yeah, you are deep. Um, he's going to be really important for the back line, not only from an offensive standpoint, but to provide stability <laughs> at leg like back.
4: Are going to
0: five to four, so many times. Five to four FC.
5: Times four to three, we'll change
3: it. Maybe
1: up. six to four. Yeah. So
3: we'll how do you think they should set up the team? What's the best way, in your guys' opinion, of setting up the team?
1: So I, I think you know, uh, obviously, once Beller... once everybody's healthy, let's put yeah. it up. So you know, obviously, you know, I think back four, yeah, you know, makes sense. So obviously, we got Tierney, uh, Socratis. Depends on you know uh, how you're feeling between Rob Holding and cool. David the other center back position. Yeah. Beller on the right. Um, obviously, got to have Torreira in the midfield. Amongst, yeah. Um, because our defensive midfield is a complete shambles without him. Um.
4: And,
1: it's interesting. I think you know. Uh, obviously, the the loan of Ceballos is mm. is huge. Mm-hmm. So I think you could easily put honestly both him and Ozil in the midfield, and then just up top have uh, you know Abba on the left, Laka in the center, Pepe on the right.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much how I would go as well. I mean, it's a matter of like depending on the opposition. You know, you could play Guedouz or Jaka as kind of the third of that midfield three. Mm. You want to want more of a ball carrier versus more of a distributor. Um, you know, Jacques is really good at like controlling the tempo. Mm-hmm. I mean, the front three is the front three, and you're going to figure sure. out that front three in no matter what, right? Like, no question. Uh, but the other way, I think we could we could, uh, we can line up particularly against teams that will sit back, like lower lower table teams that are just going to sit, down, sit mm-hmm. back sit back, absorb pressure. Is maybe in a four two three one with the same back core that Brian just described Terreira and Subayos right. and or Terreira and Jaka in the middle um and then having Oziel in that number 10 role well wow. and having uh Alba on the left wing kind of in a hybrid four-two-three-one, and a hybrid 442 and then yeah. on the right wing um and and so like that that'll be i mean this season if Ozil does not show up, like there's no excuses left, right? Like you've got everything you could possibly want.
4: Yeah.
2: Making position, you've got Ceballos, who's very tidy in possession. Who will who will get you the ball. You've got a true winger. You've got true finishers on the team. You got hold up play in Lacazette. Like every flavor of attack we've filled out here, and I would be surprised if we weren't competing with. City and, and Liverpool in and, and goals scored this season. Um, goals against, probably a little bit worse off, but we're going to be lighting teams up. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think you can't understate the, you know, uh, the added dimensions of attack that the signing of Pepe gives us. You know, uh, neither, I mean, you know, Abo we split out onto the wing
4: mm-hmm. uh,
1: for a large part of the season, and he did admirably, God knows he, uh, you know, Time mm-hmm. for the goal. so you can't complain too much. But that's just not his, you know, natural position. So there's not a lot of natural width in the offense, which kind of, you know, can make things one-dimensional. You kind of just rely on Abba and Locke and making magic happen. You don't have the same fluidity and ball right. in the classic winger of ball, <laughs>
2: and it's like and, and, and you know, Wobi was the closest thing we had to a true winger for mm-hmm. last sure. year. Like Mickey's more of an inside forward, sure. more of a box to box guy. Ozil's more of a number ten, um, and and so having someone that can like provide width, so we would rely on Bellerin and Kalasenish to provide width, and then Bellerin went down, and then Matlin Niles would have to struggle between like a learning, he's still learning how to defend and how to play um, right back and how to defend because he's he's like truly more of a center midfielder, uh, sure. at least before. And then, you know, when he'd get forward, he'd get out of position, and he was just struggling to balance that, right? And so having someone who's actually, like, a true winger, who can, who can dribble, who can take people on one-on-one, who can use beat his man to break down a defensive formation is going to be huge for us. And then, um, obviously, he's going to be feeding. He can, he can finish himself. He scored, like, 22 goals in League One. He so he's a ball. great goal scorer, too. Wow. Great goal scorer. And then, I mean, he's got, like, the most potent finisher... Tied for the most potent finisher in the league in Abba, and then you know Lacazette's got great link-up play, so he can just be the pivot between the two. So I'm, I'm not worried about our attack next season at all. Yeah,
1: he's not going to take away goal. He's not going to take away possessions and uh, and stats from Lac and Abba. I think if anything, he's going to enhance them.
0: Interesting. and that's actually that's actually a good segue because I want to before we get any further, I do want to go back to last season briefly. I think we touched on it when we talked about the Champions League, very very briefly, or we touched on the last on last season very briefly when we previewed the Champions League a couple of months ago. But I do want to go back to the start of last season. Um, just looking at the table again is is kind of it's it's <laughs> it's kind of stupid when you think about it because we talk about the English game as being the most the most um, the game with the most parity you're going to have on any given day, any team could beat any team. And that's not necessarily the case in every major American sport in the NFL. You have that saying every given Sunday in the NBA before uh, this past off season, it was basically who was going to play golden state in the finals. Um, but mm-hmm. this year was definitely one up because it was, it was for most of the season, a two horse race between city and Liverpool with a, a solid 25, 26 points ahead of the next closest finisher. Which that's the margin city won the title by next year, so it's just another one of those runaway seasons by city. They just happen to have company this year. Um, but it was from from a, a, a Liverpool perspective, it was a a good way to end a season, winning the Champions League that was ultimately very disappointing. Um, and I talked about this in in May, I'm sure. Champions League. But when when Why you feel for you, it was it's obviously amazing to win the Champions League. But what? to have to have a, a constant back and forth in this title race with City and then to think about, well, you drop points at Old Trafford or you drop points at Goodison or you drop points against Leicester no. at home or you drop points against West Ham away. I mean, that's true, but we also stole three points against Everton at home thanks to the Tyrion Lannister of elite goalkeepers being the Tyrion <laughs> Lannister of yeah. elite goalkeepers. Um, there was the the last minute winner against Newcastle, which really is going to go down as an own goal, yeah. but ended up being three points for Liverpool. Sure. The list goes on and on of being lucky, scoring an offside goal against West Ham. So really, you, you could chalk that up as an extra point where we shouldn't have had one. It, and it you know there's there's a long list of things that could have gone our way that didn't, and conversely, things that went our way that really shouldn't have. So it was just one of those seasons that I think on on the whole it was a, it was a very good season ultimately disappointed to come up short in the league but City when they have unlimited resources and arguably the greatest tactical mind in world football with that much money at his disposal there's there's not a lot he's he's going to be able to that he's not going to be able to do so you know I, I don't think we'll have maybe quite that gap I mean I think Spurs as much as we hate to say it have have definitely done as much as they can in the transfer market to narrow that gap I think Arsenal have done just as much if not more uh, and they only finished a point yeah. behind Spurs and two behind Chelsea, so they're right there as well. Yeah. Given all the oh, defensive issues last year, as well.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, no, I, I mean, yeah. Like to that point, I was just to say real quick. You know, like I, I think that honestly, I think fourth four the fourth spot is really up for grabs. I mean, that that is, you know, I I don't think there will, you know, will be quite maybe the title race there was last season, but I think. Can we all agree? I I think that it, the the top three are pretty clear favorites to kind of pull away from the pack a little bit. And, yeah, I, and it's going to kind of be that fourth spot again. <laughs> I don't
2: know. I don't know about that. I mean, I would agree with what Owen said
0: earlier, where
2: Tottenham certainly strengthened, but I would say that we strengthened more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like M'Dombele is a great signing. Lochelso, like had a good yeah. signing at that is, but we'll see. We'll see what he ends up being capable of. Cesanjon is, yeah, was mercurial in the championship. Did not have an amazing season last season for Fulham. Um, he's going to start on the wing. They're, they've got no depth at wing back or at uh, true uh, at fullback. Uh, yeah, that's very back, true. Aging, like you know, they, 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 there's a lot still there for Tottenham to. That that's weak, right? Like I, I personally think it'll be a big fight for top four across all four teams. But I do think that they're that Tottenham and Arsenal are in much better positions than Manchester United and Chelsea at this point. Um, that being said, like there's still enough talent on United and Chelsea to, you know, keep hopefully for you guys. Keep the gap over Wolves, Everton, and Leicester because if that if that changes, then that's a whole new shit show for for you guys. Um, that would truly be well, Shambhala.
3: Well, let me ask you guys: if there <laughs> if there was one team out out of the that outside that Big Six that would break into the top six, which guys do th- team do you think it would be?
0: Not Everton. 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 Not Everton. Anyone it's but Everton. Club Energy. Any, any big clubs don't hire Sam Allardyce. Case all
2: three in point, of, all three of them strengthened, but like yeah. Wolves, like a lot of what they, you know, they strengthened, but a couple of their big money signings were actually just them buying players that they had on loan last season, so they didn't necessarily, you know, strengthen versus last season, and and Leicester spent a little bit, you know, less money relative to the other two, and Everton was really the only one that brought in like substantial net, yeah. And Moise Keane and Awobi and you know, it's like, do I think that that's enough for them to break into the top six? Like, knowing what I know about Awobi and, and Moise Keen being like very, very young, you know, sure, yeah, uh, I don't think it's enough, but like, Chelsea has very little depth, we've talked about. Um, mm-hmm. They've got a brand-new manager who has one year of managerial experience. And who did just drive out the vice-captain. Who just drove yeah. out the vice-captain to a rival. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be some struggles for Chelsea, I suspect, this season.
4: Um, yeah, and yeah.
2: United, yeah. United, they filled some gaps, and then they created some gaps, right? And similarly to Chelsea, they have a very inexperienced manager who, towards the end of last season, I think we all saw, you know, wasn't necessarily going to be the answer for them, right? And so... You got, you know, hope, like in their minds, hopefully a better back line. In my mind, hopefully a terrible back line because they just signed two middling club players and for exorbitant fees. But Juan Mata was a great fullback for Crystal mm. Palace, and Maguire was a what I would call a a, a good or great but not world class center back for Leicester. Um, yep, and they lost Lukaku who was their main true striker. Like, Rashford can play there for sure. Yeah. Um, but then they have pretty much no depth beyond that. And then, sure. and then Herrera, who was one of their better center center midfielders. And so, you know, you're just trading one gap for another.
3: Sure. No, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think Daniel James, yeah, and I don't think he's, you know, he's a good player, but uh, he's not gonna, he's not a replacement for those guys. But, no, I, I think to summarize it, you know, out of the big six teams, those three teams have a flaw. It's like Chelsea's going to have a problem potentially scoring goals, although there is some excitement. I mean, and, you know, Arsenal uh, and our same thing with Manchester United. And, uh, and then Arsenal, you know, the the defense is a question. So I could really see this going a number of ways. I would agree. Arsenal, I do think, is the front runner for that fourth spot for sure. But, um, but may I just throw this out there that um, Tammy Abraham – uh, I know he's unproven at, in the Premier League level, but, you know, he's very young. And I just want to say, if Chelsea, if he can produce goals, say 15, 16 goals, like Chelsea have found a really young number nine, which is – I just want to throw it out
2: there. First player that's had, like, some goals? three digits minutes in the Premier League to score 16 look. goals. Like, we've got – look, if you'd watch our preseason, we've got – Youngsters out yeah. wazoo that look promising, dude like martinelli martinelli looks amazing, Sokka looks amazing, Reese nelson looks good willick willick made a case for him to be in the conversation in that midfield three that we talked about earlier that's already convoluted um, okay. you know, not to mention barton and and uh and John Jules and so like you know youngsters were probably the most exciting piece of. The preseason for us but you know it's yeah. it's just not the same when you're when you're getting that real game time against like you know a burnley at turf Moor or sure. you know you're going up to you're going to uh saint mary's or something like that right it's just for that sure. until you get real first team
1: experience in the league everybody's just a flyer so yes uh abraham workout. out yes any of Arsenal's youngsters could work out but they could just as easily not. More more people with potential don't work out.
3: Which ones out of those players you just mentioned which ones are most likely to contribute this season, would you say? I
2: would say Willick, would say Willick just based on his like he okay. didn't just come in and have big moments like Martinelli you know he came in he had like, really good moments and looked great and looked, you know, flashy and technical and everything you'd want from a Brazilian winger. But, you know, like, it just looked consistent. like wow. Okay. Time in every game. Yeah. Uh, the bigger issue for him is that he's actually playing in probably one of the now more competitive positions between Xhaka, um Kuzi, sure. and, and himself, and now Ceballos on run. Well, I think Reese Nelson and... Uh, Saka both got a huge boost, call okay. it their game time with Owobi getting sold to to Everton because they're the they're kind of the two they're more true wingers than Aubameyang is on the left hand side. Right, couldn't agree more. And especially on
1: like you know weeks where uh, you know it's a shorter week and we've got a okay. good match in a few in a few days. You know, uh, Emory might choose to rest Abamyang, in which case, you know, one of those guys has to step up, and I think Nelson is that next guy up. So I see him getting pretty significant game time for his age. Wow. So I think just by virtue of that, I see him providing the most contributions. Nelson, wow. The Willick has, of course, forced his way to that conversation.
3: Wow. No, that's that's really exciting, and yeah. um, man, I mean, may I may just throw out there too. I yeah. mean, good piece of business to get a Wobi for as much as he did. I mean, th- they did. I mean, I know he's a young player, but wow, to get, what yeah. was it, 35 million pounds for him? That's why I think it happened,
2: frankly, is that, like, I don't, there was no, nothing to indicate that we were going to sell a Wobi or that we wanted to sell a Wobi. I think Everton couldn't, you know, they they've invested this transfer window. They probably, mm-hmm. you know, just couldn't get Zaha over the line, similar to us. for some sure, sure. exorbitant money and Zaha just sent it. Yeah. Signed an extension last season, so they they came up and they approached us, and they had, you know, more money to spend, and we could get some pretty good value for what is a totally not a true starter in our starting sure. eleven. Somebody that's that's in and out of our starting eleven, and that's money that could be spent and then reinvested in, in later windows. So I'm not surprised that we took it. You know, it sucks to lose a guy who's like a true born and bred Arsenal boy from.
4: Yeah.
2: From, but uh, but you know, I frankly all I I hope for the best for him and that he continues to develop and, and do well at Everton. Yeah, know, hopefully he can uh, snag a late equalizer against Owen later this season. And uh, <laughs> you know,
4: you
3: know I, but you know, I like he's twenty three, and and I I personally like it Will be a lot. Like I I think he he. Could potentially have a, a very good career with Everton. I think Everton's like a perfect place for him.
2: I think we're all in agreement that he's super talented. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know,
3: and I mean, Everton are just missing a couple pieces. I mean, I, like, I, I know you did not say this, but they have a pretty solid defense. I know they lost Jagielka, which I actually think is a very underrated loss, but. Hey, with you put him there, you put Moise Keen there, like that. The way they were trending at the end of last season, you know, with that defense already, like that. That's kind of a uh, they could regret that, but for it's a good piece of business for the price. Yeah, I mean, there's look,
0: the the fact of the matter is they're spending all that money to go from eighth place to eighth place. So you know, you, you gotta have sometimes you gotta have the balls to go out in the market and spend the money that'll take you from that that bottom you know, relegation fight <laughs> that they were in a couple years ago. Because that's <laughs> for real. They were fighting for relegation after they spent, what was it, 200 million pounds on like 10 different players. Yeah. They brought in Sigurdsson, they brought in Rooney, and they almost got relegated because Ronald Coleman's just hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and then like the small club they are, they brought in Big Sam. And uh, yeah. then last year, you know, you, you, to go from 8th eighth to 8th eighth is, is quite an achievement. So fair play to Everton. We'll see if they can go from 8th to 8th yet again. Um, and just keep climbing up the the ladder to um, to mediocrity. Oh, and how do you really feel about it now that Now that that's out of the way. <laughs> now that that's well, out of the way about Everton. This is, this is um,
5: hot, hot takes only,
0: right? Well, I mean, well, I, if you want my hot take about Everton, is that they're going to be in a relegation fight again?
4: Oh wow! Ooh, is, no, man,
0: like here it comes, spicy. You, know, you look at the. the, the you
2: wanted
1: hot
0: takes? Here they are.
1: <laughs> you looked look at the, the, the teams we talked about a moment ago: Everton, Wolves, Lesser. Wolves, you know, uh, you think that a team that finishes that well and does that well against the big six after just getting promoted, you know, you have to think there's some regression to the mean there. So, you know, for them to be able to replicate last season, unlikely. Um, I don't think anybody in that tier of the league improved as much as Everton did. So I would expect a seventh-place finish out of them. If, you know, Chelsea or United really crater, which... Honestly, there's a fair chance of that happening depending on yeah. how it works out and how the, you know, chemistry works out at United. Um, you know, they could finish 6th.
0: Yeah. No, in, in all seriousness about Everton, they what they did from the year before where they were legitimately fighting against relegation to last year where they played a Champions League winning side twice and took two points away from that. That is very yeah. very impressive to say the least. Uh, or actually, sorry, they took one point away from that. I forgot about um, forgot about Pickford's uh, Pickfordness. Um, did
1: you actually get, or did you just want to drop that?
0: No, I, I I legitimately forgot for a split second because I thought we it, it just did not feel like that game had had three points for Liverpool written anywhere near it, and then all of a sudden Pickford decides to be, you know, to to not take mistakes like uh, not make mistakes and take risks like Allison allegedly did, but that was um, the lie detector determined that was a lie.
2: But like I mean, and I don't I don't want to sleep on wolves because wolves is truly like a very talented side with a very and
3: they t- didn't really lose much either. I mean, I know they they the ten guys,
2: but they, they, didn't. So, they didn't. They didn't, They weren't able to invest as much as they right. Could because they had to go buy some of those players that they had on loan to really pin down that starting lineup. But yeah, man, and, like quality team and they're no fear and they just they bring it and they they play they play. A, a, a great brand of football under the Holy Spirit. so. 100%. I, I
0: think, I think the, one, the one potential concern I'd have for Wolves this season is what we had for Burnley this past mm. season, is the fact that you add Europa League football, which just the qualification yeah. alone is a nightmare for a team that literally just got promoted and, and isn't used to the demands of having to travel all the way across the world play some team in the Armenian league, then fly all the way back to London to play Manchester, to play uh, Manchester, to all the way back to London to play Chelsea or Tottenham or Arsenal. So it's, it's that, it's that kind of, that kind of travel and, and something that throws off your rhythm. They didn't have last year because last year they just, they were just in the three competitions, the FA cup, the league cup and, and the league obviously. But this year with the Europa league, I think it'll be a little tougher for them so we'll see I, I think that's that's definitely an interesting one to keep an eye on
3: and they didn't they don't rotate that much on that team no, either it's pretty much you
0: the know, same team every they every they put thing. a lot of weight like yeah i no, think it's... it was um I, I can't remember who it was i think it was Connor cody who played every minute this season the have have go down and then,
2: you're right that, that could be some bad news for for wolves um uh, yeah, but yeah right. Like, if you look even farther down the table, like, West Ham and Watford yeah, were strengthened as well. Absolutely. I mean, exciting yeah. signings there. West Ham, Sebastian Holler from Frankfurt, 36 million pounds. He's going to be exciting. Pablo Fornau from yeah, Viettel sure. He's going to be exciting. Uh, on the Watford side, they signed Ismail and gave and gave us all kinds of trouble when we played Wren in, um, in the Europa League what last What kind
3: year. of players, too? What okay. kind of players is sir.
2: Sar is a, he He is a good on the ball, like, honestly kind of like Pepe Light in some ways, um, sure. just in the fact that he's he's good on the ball, he likes to take players on, he's fast, he's athletic, he's going to be exciting, he's an electric type of player that's, you know, very, very much kind of the League One brand, right? Um, and uh, he gave us all kinds of trouble, that being said, you know, we were playing a man down in that game, but, like... Yeah, you know, he could strengthen Watford, and then not not to forget, they signed that guy on a free. Gotcha. So, you know, I'm excited to see what Danny Welbeck can do for them. Um,
4: yeah.
2: You know, hopefully, similar that's to that's right. I want all the best for Danny as long as he's not playing Arsenal. I want him to light it up on the Premier League, man. I think I think Watford made some great signings. Like, this is uh, there 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 is like it's funny. I was looking through the the set of teams. In the Premier League and just kind of their ins and outs and making sure I caught everything from deadline day. And there's just kind of like two tiers of teams. There's a teams that, yep. like, invested, made some exciting signings, Arsenal, Tottenham all the way down, Whopper. Yep. Um, and then there's teams that just did nothing. And, like, Liverpool did nothing, but they didn't really need to do anything. But, um, you know, teams like like uh, Burnley, for example, did, like, almost nothing. And it's just... Yeah. Like, you gotta wonder, like, when the other teams are strengthening like that, what's, what is that gonna mean? You know, uh, I would agree. it been. It's
4: been uh, how, well, my
1: bad. Liverpool had to do nothing. Like, you know, if you want to overtake City, like, you had to do
0: something. Um, I think. I think part of it, and, and the reason <laughs> that Klopp has been so, he's been very, he was very persistent on this from basically day one of the transfer window opening. He said that. I don't I don't want to look at this problem of coming one point behind city as, oh my God, we need to buy five new world class players. It's more so, okay, let's keep going with this squad. How much more can this squad of players improve? And I think there's there's a lot that the current Liverpool team can improve on. I mean, Jordan Henderson is is the captain, and he was the emotional leader of the team and and the way he presses off the ball is incredibly important. but at the same time, the upgrade last year yeah, in not... midfield was so apparent, especially when Henderson had to miss time. And who was the one playing in that kind of holding midfield role? Fabinho, who Liverpool spent about $50 million on the offseason before. Uh, sure. Up top, you can't really do much better. Two guys who tied for the lead, in goals <laughs> scored, and Roberto Firmino, who had yeah. an off year but still had double-digit goals and is literally the only point by which they, they attack and by, and and kind of play out that that high press system when Klopp chooses to to have the boys press high midfield. I think it's, it's, you could do better than Gini Wijnaldum and, and, um, at times Nabi Keita, sure. But I think Keita's, he's still young. He's my age. Yeah. Uh, Wijnaldum is for the way Klopp plays incredibly important in the way he distributes the ball yeah. after they win it, after they counter press At the back, you can't go. You can't get any better than Van Dyke. Joe Gomez is one for the future. Joel Matip is one for today. There's there's a lot that Liverpool could have strengthened. They could have had depth for sure. And I think that's what City is just City's just spending forty million pounds on depth, right? And
2: so yeah, that's why I agree with Brian. It's like would I prefer Liverpool to win the league over City? Sure. I mean, I hate being in the fucking same pub as City. Yeah. Or fans, whatever
4: they're
1: called. They're the not. the one fan that they have, yeah, and then the 30 that show up when uh, it's a 9 a.m. game and it's uh, against a big opponent. Yeah, but, like, it's just...
2: like While, while there's totally world class players on Liverpool, it's just, like, watching Guardiola just continuously pour money into this team and just be like, oh, like, Kyle Walker is... A great player for me but i i really want a player that has slightly better um ball possession skills like let me like when we spend 50 million on a alternative to him it's just like
0: yeah absolutely yeah and i think i think klopp's rationale is is i'm gonna look at my squad not their squad and he like the man, just he just brought the Champions League back to Liverpool, so I'm not gonna really question a lot that he says. I'm gonna obviously want him, you know, if Coutinho is available, what I've wanted Klopp to go and get Coutinho back and kind of bring something, mm. bring something extra to the fan base, sure. But realistically, that's not the way that that Liverpool operate. That's not the way Klopp operates. He looks at getting out of a full season yeah. of Alex Oxlade Chamberlain again and a full season of. Adam Lallana, who looked really, really good in preseason, yeah, playing that's a, a, a deeper kind of role. So I think there's, there's. Do you four... think
3: he'll, he could feature in the action? do You think?
0: I, I think Lallana going to play a lot this mm-hmm. season, especially, especially oh, wow. if Henderson continues to have foot issues because he's has he has one of those foot conditions that never really go away. You just kind of have to manage it. I think it's, yeah. it's not plantar fasciitis, but it's it's one of those really, really bad foot issues that they just, it just comes and goes mm-hmm. and you have to manage it. So he's I'm sure going to miss some time. Milner is yeah. like 33 years old and is still like the most fit player on the team, which is absurd. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think I'm I'm not concerned yet. If if the injuries do start piling up and we hit we hit late December, early January, and we need to make a move, I'm sure Klopp has he has the backing of the owners, he has the backing of the fans. He's going to go and do something if he has to. But I don't think at this at this point he really really has to, and that's that's his thinking. Like he he doesn't. You know, Klopp obviously wants the. You know, he'll say, "Oh, yeah, we want to win everything." But realistically, there's two trophies that Klopp wants to win. It's the Champions League and the league, and he's already won one of them, so his focus is going to be squarely on the other. So whatever, whatever that means, however he gets there is fine with me.
3: Yeah, I mean. Could could Rion Brewster feature in the
2: action? If he, I think Brewster's going to
0: play a little bit this season. Yeah, especially if some of the front guys get get hurt or start feeling the fatigue. Yeah, the long
2: season. Yeah, that but... guy's moved his way into a conversation right now. So, yeah, to he, him. he... <laughs> is
0: he's gonna his name's going to be relevant for sure. I don't know how much he's going to play. If Relev- he's going to play a lot, but he'll he'll be Relev- he'll be or in and around the first team. He'll train with the first team, but okay. probably be in, the, in a couple match day squads. But I don't think he's going to play. All that oh. much because Firmino, Firmino usually plays the yeah, whole ninety. Yeah. I think early in the season, when when Firmino's still kind of building up his fitness because he had a extended pre, he had an extended off season with um, after winning the Copa America with Brazil, so he's he's still on his way back to full fitness. I think he'll be probably good to play ninety tomorrow against Norwich. But if if okay. Brewster comes on tomorrow instead of um, uh, Di Vaariggi, the the hero that no one yeah. expected, the hero we all deserved,
3: yeah. No, it's incredible that Rudi is is returning. By the way, yeah. I think that Sand yeah. No, I think two well. the keys. No, I think two of the keys with that team could be. I mean, number one, I think Keita. if he can, if Liverpool really need that that player underneath the front three, and he can step up and show like he did not flashes, that'd be huge. And like, yeah, like to mention your point, like I think it was huge. Rudi decided they could lock him down. They gave him a new contract, right? And, like
0: yep. he. Yep. They signed him a new contract.
3: Very, Daniel Sturridge leaving the club, and I mean, just particularly to have a backup as skilled is is pretty incredible. And you know, I know he P- say it, but you know, with um, Mane going to ease back way in the competition, and for me, no, not getting back that long ago. I mean, you know, you don't want to get, but you, the last thing you want to do is, you know, draw a couple matches at the beginning of the season, all of a sudden. Before everyone hits full fitness, be you know be behind you know five six points.
0: I also just remembered there's a perfect comparison for Divacarigi in the NFL, and this is this happened just just about a year ago. Nick Foles, Divacarigi is is the Premier League's Nick Foles. Wow, are you <laughs> saying just because of Nick Foles'
2: nickname? By uh, your... chance?
0: Oh no, I just realized that that's a uh, <laughs> that's a nice comparison. No, I actually legitimately just realized that uh, big dick Nick and um, yeah. <laughs> You're, shun- you're shunning our international.
2: are shunning You're shunning our international fan base, man. None of them are going to understand
0: this guy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, I I am not concerned at the moment with Liverpool's lack of activity. I would have wanted them to do a little more, but at the end of the day, Klopp knows what he's doing. He's shown that over and over again. He finally has his Champions League trophy. He is a happy man. Uh, at least was well, to end the season.
3: You know, I I just I, I gotta say though, I mean, I don't. Listen, I, uh, to be perfectly honest, I really don't care about the preseason, but Liverpool's preseason has been bad. Like, I, Right, but did I you mean, watch the second half?
0: Did you watch the game against, uh, was it, uh, sure. it Lyon? Okay, yes, yeah, they, the game against Lyon and then sure. the Community Shield, the second half of the Community Shield. Before
3: that, before that, before that, that, that out, I would take that
0: more than – I would I would value that way more than okay. any of the games we played at Fenway or at Yankee Stadium. Um or at Notre Dame Stadium, it's th- those games were disjointed, and if it wasn't for Sevilla's players being jealous mm. of Liverpool winning their sixth European Cup, their sixth Champions League, and trying to kill a bunch of youth players, then <laughs> then, you I mean, know, then maybe we could have had a regular game. But um, look, they they
1: do call it the Big Three for a reason. There's obviously the league is the Champions League, and then there's the second half of the Community Shield. Those are obviously <laughs> the, those are
2: the three things that every man cares about. Yeah, clearly, yeah. So, wait, wait, to, but just remember, the second half of the Community Shield, while very, very, very important, it's contained to just the second half of the Community Shield. Exactly. Time and penalties does not count. Oh, no, no, it does not. Uh, absolutely uh, not. Yeah. There's
0: no way on earth that. Uh, Okay, no more of that. Um so before we get into kind of predicting the next season and talking about like our, our, our big thoughts on on you know who's going to finish where, who's going to have the most, who's going to be the top scorer, who's going to have the most assists, um, I want to get into kind of some of the more interesting numbers from last season, and we've we've been through some of these already, but I'll just go through them again. Um, obviously, we talked about Salah Mane and Aubameyang scoring 22 goals and, and having the uh, the three way share of the the golden boot um mm-hmm. in second right behind them was aguero with 21 i think aguero missed a significant amount of time again but just being aguero scoring literally left right and center not much surprise there and then jamie vardy behind him i think that was a little bit of a surprise given vardy's kind of come back down to earth after after lester's vardy party um but you know he's still he's still a quality strike in the premier league and i think it's it's no real surprise that he's up there with with the top three again uh as far as assists um Willie, you're gonna love this. You know who led the league in assists last year was none other than a former Chelsea player in the name of and by in the shape of Eden Hazard, a slightly overweight mm-hmm. shape at Real Madrid. Um, he's he was also Madrid. our leading scorer. Yep, uh, him with 15 yeah. assists. This was an interesting one that I didn't realize until I was doing my, my research for this show. Uh, but Ryan Fraser actually had 14 assists last year for Bournemouth. He's yeah, a, he's, a, he's a, a feisty little wow. fella. Feisty well, little, uh, little Scotsman. Um, and then obviously we, we've we talked at length, uh, we as in a general soccer, football, whatever you call it, media, talking about the fullbacks alert: Bull Trent Alexander-Arnold and, and Robertson with 12 and 11 respectively. Um, yeah. And then with clean sheets, obviously Allison being at the back of what was the best defense in, in the league last year. Yeah. Uh, Anderson mm-hmm. right behind him with 20 and then Kepa and the Tyrion Lannister of elite goalkeepers tied. That's yeah. not, that's not a, an original thing by me. That's, that's coming from an Everton fan in the form of Roger Bennett, the, one of the men in Blazers yeah. hosts. He called oh, Pickford geez. the Tyrion Lannister of elite goalkeepers. So that's why. Um, and You're, then the uh, Tottenham <laughs> goalkeeper agrees. Yeah. like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just back to Fraser. Frazier is a quality player, man. I, I think that, I was actually quite excited when we were linked with him. Like, obviously, when you end up with Pepe, you're like, oh, Brian Frazier, who? But uh, he's he's very really quality. Like, the main thing that really, I think, would have limited him for us was just that he's not, a, like, a take-on-players-one-on-one type of winger. He's much yeah. more off-the-ball-movement type of winger. And then, you know, he can put, he can put in a, a mean cross. And, like, he racked up assists last season. I think he's quality. He's I think he's on his last year of his contract now. Uh, oh, well. Wow. Yeah, so I think he's gonna be. He could be uh, coveted. Wow, that's a really interesting.
3: Exactly. Wow,
2: I think I think uh, Eddie Howe is gonna be having yeah. sleepless nights about losing him. I would
0: suspect.
3: No, that's really interesting. I didn't know he was on the last year of his contract. But yeah. uh, wow, I
0: was I was definitely surprised to see him at the top of that list or near the top of that list um, when I was doing all of my my research for this, but. Um so those are the main stats and then obviously Player of the Year was a, a defender for the first time in a long time. I think John Terry was the last one to win it. <laughs> even longer than that. Yeah. Um so just, just showing you how much of an impact that Van Dyke has had since since coming to Liverpool and just literally changing an entire team from from top to bottom almost by himself, which is just
4: yeah, is crazy it is incredible.
0: And, and now you feel like the 75 million pounds that Liverpool paid for him is seeming more and more like a bargain than it is
4: a, yeah. uh,
0: a world record I mean, fee because it's not a world record fee anymore.
3: Can you believe they paid that much for Harry Maguire?
0: I uh, can because because I was actually uh, – He's a good player. I, I don't know if you guys wow. actually read the article I sent you from Deadspin, but the hot, the it was basically Maguire's like he's the best that United can do right now just because United are – given where they were what was it 5 6 years ago they are savages yeah. and, and eric bai is injured right so he he uh, and, and, and there's just
2: like you're buying an, a homegrown english player you're buying within the league it's manchester united it's manchester united money like all those things add premiums and so i just i think that it's not entirely unsurprising that they had to fork out like Van Dyke-level cash for a player that's not quite on Van Dyke's level, right? Um, and, frankly, he does improve them, so, like, it's more a matter of, you know, what the net improvement is to the team more than it is to the overall quality of the player a lot of the times, but...
3: Listen, let me let me illustrate a point to you. To you. There is a... Uh, do you know what... Do you hear what the, the Napoli president said? The Napoli president?
2: Said? Yeah, he said, like, if uh, if McGuire's worth eighty million, then Koulibaly's worth two fifty or something like that.
3: Yeah, that tells you all you need to know right there. I mean, my friend brought that up to me. It's true. Like
2: you know, but you're right. All those things do play supreme. Like one of those players that like 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 Owen talked about. Like didn't want to go to United. Like, they were in for him. They were in for him. They were in for the lake. Like
4: yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah I, I agree with Nick that uh you know
1: when you've got such deep pockets, it's okay to overpay for somebody, you know, more than it would be for somebody who's on a really tight budget, you can afford to throw that cash around. But, you know, at the same time, you know, you pay that much money for anyone, let alone a defender, you expect a an absolute game changer. You know, Van Dyke was right. that simple. And he's just not that. So you weigh that against the losses they've had. And, like, you know, at best, you're looking at a wash. Um, and when you're finishing sixth as Manchester United, you know, that's not where you want to be. So sure. it's, I, I agree with the, uh, with the sentiment and the hilarity of it's the best they could do because of the shambolic nature of United. Yeah. United.
3: I mean, and also, I mean... Yeah, I, I mean like it's like 55 million for Won bissaka Like I know he's a good young player. But like man, that's a lot of money, you so know?
1: A, but he, like you know it's just not a premium position or a position of particular need for them like Right, exactly. Exactly.
2: Like I just, I just pump my continue to pump my own club, but like if you look at Arsenal and Man United over the last few years, like both have underperformed. Um both in the Europa League coming up this next year, but players still want to join Arsenal and players are not as interested in joining United. No. And why is that? It's because Arsenal is putting forward what seems to be a coherent plan of rebuild and yeah. improving and building towards the future and yep. getting into the top four and going from there. And United is... Still paying off David Moyes' contract and sacking another manager and yeah, putting, you know, getting Ollie Gunnarsson who looked good for two weeks and now he's looking like a shambles. Like yeah, selling Lukaku, not bringing in a replacement. It, it, the the messages that the two teams are putting forward into the market and into the like just general public are are completely different, even though they're finished. You know, recently they've finished in similar positions. You know there is a word for that. Uh, what is that word? Ian?
1: I invite you to uh,
5: to tell the class. Yeah,
1: they they, they <laughs> have called Old Trafford uh, a <laughs> 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 oh,
0: You you love to hear that the Shambhala has has moved from Liverpool to uh, to Old Trafford. It's it's quite quite refreshing, to be honest.
3: But but you know, to to Arsenal's point, I just want to say, I mean, when you really think about the I mean, not to stoke the opponent's ego here, but when you when you think about the future of Arsenal and what they could be, I mean, say we want about injury history, but, but Rob Holdings, what what is he, twenty three, twenty two? Rob Holding, all the teenagers, Madeleine, Niles. If you sign Danny Ceballos, Ganduzi, Torreira, obviously Pepe, some of the other front players. Like it's a very very good young looking team for Arsenal. And like you're right, like United's supposed to be that team that develops the young academy players. And sure, there are some on their team. But, like, Arsenal has a great young team now. And it's, you know, Chelsea wants to do that. I don't think there are some good, you know, young players on that team. But, you know, Arsenal's looking bright.
4: Uh,
2: yeah. That's the one good thing about your transfer ban is that it'll force you guys to bring in some academy players and make it work. Like, that's always sure. been one of my favorite parts about Arsenal has been having the homegrown guys, having the true, like, Arsenal born and bred players playing on the team. Um and you know it's 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 a great balance right now of youth, of yeah. true like homegrown players coming through of some true world class quality and a bombing Um and like you know, I, I we're very excited, I would say, yeah. everything. And I think uh like we joked about earlier, I think there will be some truly exciting games between all of our goal scoring potency and just a little bit of defensive weakness to uh sure keep interesting
3: what about so what do you i i ask i mean to like what do you guys think about rob Holden? because of, I, <laughs> he
4: looks good
3: he looked good right before he he got hurt yeah well, so on the pitch this. or off the pitch uh all right all right well still, okay go ahead go ahead on, we're, we're on the journalists at heart here so go on, ahead and talk know, about them on
1: for a brief while on the pitch you know, he really looked like a uh, starting caliber center back. And, you know, just to be able to bring stability to that position, which has been, you know, utter chaos for a few years now, uh, you know, would be a great boon for us. Him and uh, Socrates looked like they could, in the best-case scenario, form a pretty solid, not great, but solid partnership. Um, however, you know, uh, we're talking small sample size. He's still young. Um, you don't know how he's going to come back from injury this year. You never know how how anybody's going to come back. Um, So uh, I'm not putting too much faith in him uh, continuing the ascent that he did appear to be on.
4: Um,
1: Okay. You know, the potential is there to be a a really quality player. Um, Off the pitch has been some hilarity over the last few months of him just, you know, not, you know, living and breathing arsenal, but rather being in Las Vegas with his American girlfriend and, you know, partying it up and everything. But uh, Is that
3: so? Is that is that what he's been up to?
1: It, it doesn't appear to actually, like, be setting him off the recovery track or anything. Hmm. But it's mainly just a, you know, from a, a
2: tabloid perspective Jeez. of humor. He's in Puppy Love, man. The guy is just Instagramming pictures of this girl oh, okay. about how much he misses her. She's like a soccer player from UNLV. It's, oh, really? It's oh. adorable, but at the same time, it's like, Bro, you tore your ACL, man. Like why are you in yeah. this girl? Why are you not doing like oh, yeah. hitting, like you know some like knee stretches or some shit? Please I don't know how do the fans football. feel about that. I mean that, that
3: yeah, that that's um I'm not sure that's a good you know, as much as he's human, I don't know if some of the the fans may like that.
2: I mean, I don't like it, but he like you said, he's human and he's growing up and Sure like hopefully they either work out and he gets married and he can focus on football again or it doesn't work out and he can get over it and he can focus on football again like i'm <laughs> sensing a common theme here y- y- you know I, uh and frankly i wouldn't mind it as much if, if you didn't travel as much like the traveling is really what worries me you know especially when you're on a torn acl like sitting on these flights back and forth from london to the u.s um just like yeah up enough kind of worries me but like He's actually ahead of schedule on his recovery, so the results okay. are for themselves. So I can't really talk that much smack, but okay. like, like uh, you know, uh, you know, his number one priority in life is this woman, and I want his number one priority in life, selfishly, to be uh, becoming the future captain of, of Arsenal football club. So that said,
1: his number two priority does seem to be progressing pretty well, um, and uh, you know, if he comes back to the form that he appeared to be achieving before his injury then I think that that forms a pretty solid, you know, uh, back line for us. Uh, yeah. It must not be the, you know, gaping abyss that it has been for so much of the last few seasons. It means we don't necessarily have to rely on David Luis mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, be week in, week out that guy. Um, allows us to play in more
2: situations. So let him play in Europa League. Um, People talking a lot about, you know, Socrates being starter, the true starter of the three, which I would agree with from a defensive perspective. But like you can't sleep on the holding David Louise combo on the ball distribution side, man. Both these guys wow. the the beat, just spraying balls left and right to fucking supply Pepe yeah. and the bombing. Like I'd be excited if, if we went to if we went to a relegation zone team, they came wow. and they played at the Emirates and they just were trying to hole up in the back, I'd play holding Louise. Somebody dares
1: uh Emery to score ten goals in a match. Like, you know, exactly. like, You
0: know, at that point what do you just yeah. say? The good evening. <laughs> um, so I think I think we we've gone over a lot of, of of teams that have potential this year, or teams that may take a step backwards. So I want to get to that point where we put it on the record our picks for the year for The top six, relegation, top scorers, assists, and clean sheets if we want to go there. Uh, But we'll start with the big one. So I'll start first because I want to get this out of the way and put it on record that I'm an unbiased national, international football journalist, soccer journalist. (laughs) And you can't teach that. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) You can absolutely teach that. Just don't be a shit. Um, So my top six at the moment looks like this. Winning the league for a third consecutive year is Man City, followed by Liverpool, who will not be as close, but still in second this year. Um, third place will be, in my eyes, the team that strengthened most at the deadline and throughout the transfer window, and that is Arsenal. Yeah, there yes. it is. Fourth will be Spurs, who spend well, but realize they didn't spend in areas they really needed to. Um, Sessegnon was a start but they needed more than that they didn't need midfielders really maybe they didn't need more than Don Bailey. they didn't need Lo Celso because I, I watched some Lo celso video today and he, he's, lo, lo celso, lo celso, he's, he's he's a puto um, <laughs> basically the, the the thought with him coming from La Liga is the same as coming from really most other leagues is that it's a lot slower uh pretty much every one of his goals that he scored it was like 16 goals last season pretty much every one of the goals he had more than enough time to either take a touch and shoot or size up his options then take a shot first time that's not something you always have in the premier league you have you have players closing you down when you're inside the area like you are going like like their lives depend on it and i just don't think that kind of thing exists in in other leagues outside of england i think Maybe, maybe in Germany you have that kind of that kind of closing down, but it's just not something you see a lot in Spain or Portugal or France. So I think lacelso is going to be or Spurs' new new Argentinian signing is going to be um, a a dicey a one. At You're best. saying he's going to be a bust? Yeah. Wow. I, I don't. Prediction. I don't think. I don't think he has the the kind of the the it that you need to play in England. He could prove me wrong. And you know, I've, I've only wow. been a really serious fan since 2013. So, you know, what do, what do I know? But it, 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 to me, it's just one of those things that it doesn't seem promising. Really. Uh, rounding out the top six are Manchester United in fifth followed by Chelsea in six. I think it's going to be, uh, shambolic, uh, mm. at the bridge. Um, more, more shambola <laughs> at, wow. at Chelsea. I think Lampard. Yes. He was a, absolutely phenomenal player when he was when he was a player all-time leading scorer for Chelsea as a midfielder Mm -hmm. but there's just a certain number a certain amount of of managerial experience you need it's not just the tactics it's managing a a dressing room and you have a mixture of personalities that if the -hmm. players don't like you if they don't like what you're doing they have a very easy thing to do at Chelsea which is just not listen to you if they don't listen to you. The results don't follow. The results don't follow. The owner does one thing, and he fires the manager. There's an accountability or oh. lack thereof accountability at Chelsea. I think right now that it it starts from the ownership. It starts with them believing that we are we have this divine right to the league, a, mm. a divine right that was granted to you by a Russian billionaire who's friends with Putin. So I think there's not a lot you can, um, not a lot of accountability. Uh, on, on the on the side of the Chelsea players. So I think it, it he, comes he, down to the manager to have to control that. And Lampard, it's going to be tough for him to do that. I think he's going to come up pretty much well short of expectations you if know he what finishes I'm, the season.
3: Well, so you know what I'm going to say is I think – we'll see. Uh, I think that – this is what I'll say. I don't think Chelsea will finish in the top four, but I do give them a better chance than Man United because I do think that if at the sum of their parts – you know. First of all, Chelsea, like I said, I know they have injuries, but they have a solid backline. But they have, they do, people are talking, I think that Chelsea has a better attack when all is firing than Manchester United. I mean, if, now there's a lot of questions, I mean, Tommy Abraham, but if you think about Tommy Abraham and Mason Mount and, uh, and Pulisic and Pedro and maybe some Giroud, I think that there's enough between them to, like, with a solid defense, maybe push a little bit more. Like, I think that, Man United's gonna have a lot of pressure on on Martial and Rashford now. That's a lot of pressure in Pogba for, for those guys now that Lukaku's gone, and maybe Lingard a little bit. But I I do like I would give Chelsea a little bit better chance than Man United. But we'll see. Yeah,
0: no, that's that. I think that's a fair assessment from from your perspective. I think it'll be interesting just to see how the because these are the clubs with the more inexperienced managers. So it'd be it'd be difficult to see how they really kind of take to a full season of what the premier league demands which is as we know a lot um i want to quickly get to the rest of these just so you guys have your chance to chime in and and, and what you think on these um relegation i think for me it's pretty straightforward i think it's newcastle sheffield united and crystal palace palace that was a tough one to pick just because I, I thought for the for the longest time zaha was going to leave but i think i still think he's going to leave in January. I think he. Palace are, are won't have the kind of season where you know oh, okay maybe I could stay and then if I play really well this year I'll get a really good transfer to another club I just don't see that happening for them this year losing Juan Bissaka, obviously is is not helpful but he he's not their whole team but it's it's a loss for sure And then Newcastle speaks for itself um, when you have a manager or sorry an owner who doesn't want to um, doesn't want to put money into the club when you have a Manager, a Champions League winning manager for in Rafa Benitez, who knows how to get the most out of what was frankly a championship caliber squad. Um, it, it, it's disappointing for Newcastle. You, they went from Mbappe and Ramos to uh, Andy Carroll in the span of of just days. So I think hmm. that'll be that'll be a tough one to uh, to come
4: back from. And no, I in Paris. No, he's in Paris as Paris. well. So it, yeah.
0: it, it, it'll be a rough season, I think, for Newcastle. I think they're going to be the first ones relegated this year. Um, Although top they score, splashed so, the cash on that guy, by the way. That, they, didn't they right, pay 50 million pounds for that they guy? did. They did, but, you know. I, who,
4: who is it they paid 50 million pounds for? Um,
0: uh, Joel Linton, I think his name is. He's he's a Brazilian striker.
4: Yeah, yeah. okay.
0: Uh, speaking of strikers and top scorers, I think this year Aubameyang is going to continue his... his quality scoring he's got what i can only describe as a salah-esque quality to him and he gets in a billion good positions because he is so unbelievably fucking fast it's so so dumb how fast he is um that he's dude just wait till you see just the service the service from pepe pepe alongside him he's going to score so many tap-ins he's going to have so many one-on-ones this year i think he'll he could probably come close to breaking salah's record of 32 wow. goals in a 38 game season, I I, I really? think he's going to score out the ass. Salah, I think, is going to have another good year. Um, not quite the same as his record breaking year, but he'll he'll have another good year like like this past year. Aguero is going to be up there again. I think Firmino will have a really good year. He was he had a down year last year, played really well for Brazil, um, and I think he's he's going to have that extra incentive because his, his two forward uh, uh, teammates in Mata and Salah sharing that golden boot. I think he's going to want to add his name to that list as well so i think he's going to score and then this is an interesting one i thought i'd throw in there just because of how well he played last year for wolves but i'm going to put raul jimenez as mm, I don't know. my fifth okay. for top scorers this year it's it's a bold it's wow. a bold call i think he's got he's got a a good amount of service from that wolves team from their fullbacks yep. and from Diego jota their other portuguese forward so i that's it's yeah. a shot in the dark i think but i think jimenez is going to be up there as well um, as far as assists, I think this is a little bit of the bias coming back. I hit it well for the first few uh, first few picks, but I think Alexander Arnold's gonna have a bazillion assists this year because he is well, just, he's uh, taking his game to another level. I think, especially after the Champions League run this year, um, I don't think he's gonna have like twenty assists or something absurd. I think it'll be in the thirteen, fourteen, fifteen range. But it'll it'll be another good year for him. Uh, I think James Madison's gonna have a really good year. Uh, mm. he he had flashes of, of his his promise and obviously why Leicester spent the money on him. So I think he'll yeah. he'll serve pretty much all of Vardy's goals this year, just running <laughs> in behind players. Vardy hey, Vardy's
3: twenty plus goals. Vardy's a twenty plus
0: twenty plus goal striker. That's just it's a fact now. And then Diogo Jota from Wolves, I think he'll be up there in the assists as well. you know, with Jimenez scoring so many, someone's gotta be on the on the delivering end. Uh, uh, and then for clean sheets, I think it's it's the the kind of th- two of the three that you'd expect for at least from last year and Allison and, and Ederson. But I think De Gea is going to have a better year this year because he was a shambles. Oh my God, De Gea was so bad last year. Mm-hmm. He really started at the World Cup when he um, yeah he had just he he pulled two Loris Cariuses and Simo Mignoles in, yeah, in the yeah. group stage and never really recovered in 2018 19. But I think he's going to have. A, a better year this year, especially with Harry Maguire in front of him as opposed to Phil Jones and Jonesinho and 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 Smalling. Um, and so as, as yeah. far as the the hard, the you know the, the top stats, I think those are going to be my my picks this year. Yeah. Oh, and I think. Then, um, sorry, United, I keep going, keep going. United
2: played major half, if not the majority of the season under Mourinho, who set up for clean sheets for De Gea. Right, This is going to be a full season under Solskjaer and whoever yeah. is the Solskjaer when he inevitably gets sacked. So they're not going to set up as defensively, so he's not going to have that freebie of a first half of the season where everything is just surrounded around protecting them.
1: Still, you, you'd you have to – I mean, like, just talent-wise, you know, you, you – I mean, I think it's pretty clear that United did improve talent-wise in the back line. Um, McGuire. Overpaid for, yes, but a positive addition. Juan Basaka, positive addition. Um, and you'd think that, you know, we've seen what De Gea is capable of. Yeah. Uh, so I, too well. I, I think that, I mean, God knows, we two years ago, there was a game against Arsenal when he had like 15 saves. Mm. Uh, so uh, you'd think there'd be some positive regression there. So I, I, I do agree with the take that he'll improve and is probably in a position to. Be contending for clean sheets.
0: Yeah, I think, I think there's. I mean, <laughs> the the game I think about all too often when I think of David de Gea is is well, it's one of two games. It's the um, Spain Portugal mm, group game in yeah. the World Cup, and it's yeah. the Manchester Derby from the second half of the year where he was a shambles against City when we needed a clean sheet against City. Um, that would have, you know, given Liverpool the title, but you know, that's that's none of my business. Uh, I didn't actually write this down in my my notes for this, but I wanted to talk about two more kind of big predictions for the season. The first of which is the sack race. Um, I think there's there's been a general trend among the podcast as to who's going to get sacked first, or who's in the most danger for getting sacked. I could go with Nor the Norwich manager, whose name escapes me, but I know he's he's Bundesliga. Luciano Favre No, Favre. not Dortmund. Norwich. Oh. Um. No. He,
4: oh, he Mor- had. He
0: has Bundesliga roots. He's tied to Klopp somehow. I oh, think he was what? one of Klopp's youth coaches back at Dortmund back in the day um it's i could go with i could go with uh steve bruce at newcastle i could go with hodgson at crystal palace but i'm gonna go with frank lampard at chelsea because of the kind of toxic culture we've talked about before he's been brought in to establish a culture a defined culture this is chelsea football club he's brought in to do that and it's gonna happen chelsea are just infatuated with this newfound success that money brought them starting in 2004 um as chelsea established 2004 so i don't think i don't think there's really um too much uh, we'll call it uh room for mm. discussion there with lampard he's yeah. he's brought in he's a he's a rookie manager he's a club legend but i think mm. he's, he has to deliver results the team has to deliver if they don't deliver then he's going to be under serious pressure to be sacked i'm just that's just my my thought with, uh, no, I- Club I region. don't think
3: I don't think as long as him and his his team with Jody Morris and the other under twenty three coach they have as long as they show some development of the team, I think they're not going to be expected right. Because, but you think of, you think of the as managers long as it's not like disaster. Right, as not yeah. not as long as we we get to
0: no. But think of the
4: manager that
3: Chelsea Stanford has been fired coaching. recently.
0: Who who has Chelsea fired in the last few years? They fired a champion a treble winning manager in Jose Mourinho Mourinho's an asshole but they fired okay. they fired Mourinho they fired Antonio Conte one of the most successful Italian managers yeah, that in was, history that was mistake, they, yeah. they forced Sarri out the door who in his first season given the resources he had won Chelsea a trophy he guaranteed Champions League for a club like Chelsea it is only season it's right. just, and they 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 forced managers like this out the door let's which put is put it this way though. Toxic yeah no I
3: know I know I will say I don't think Sorry was the right guy for the job. I don't like his, his vision for the future and just
0: how things were going. Because he's not parked the bus FC.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, and I think yeah.
1: That's the answer yeah. to the question, though. Like, you know, it, obviously uh, you would expect that the you know the, the expected return on a, on a new manager – generally isn't great. You, you don't assume they're going to do well. Uh, so I agree that the fact that they've got a new manager is troubling for them. But to say that he's definitely going to be the first one to get fired when he hasn't actually managed the game, uh, I think it's a little premature. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the chance exists that he will do Sure. That he'll do middling enough that he'll buy himself some time before somebody else who's already on the chopping block uh
0: okay. well, oh, yes. well my, thought, keep... my thought with my thought with uh with Lampard and Chelsea, it's it's basically he's under the most pressure to deliver today just because of who he is and what the situation is. Obviously they, they know they're in a period of, of kind of transition because they yeah. can't sign new players. They just he's a new manager, he's literally Watch just finished your... his coaching licenses. Yeah. But This is not a club that has allowed new managers time. You need to give a project like this time. Emery's been given time at Arsenal. Liverpool gave all the time in the world to Klopp, and look what he did. Pep hasn't really been given time. I mean, he was given one season before you thought, okay, you better start delivering. Yeah, it's going to be a shambles.
3: But I do think that there really could be a shift in attitude. You know, like I said, like if even if things aren't going super well, if if the young players show development with what with the dozen we have, plus when Loftus Cheek and Hudson odoi get fully healthy, like if they do that, it could mean a change in culture in the club. And in some ways, it could be the best thing that ever happened to the team. In yeah. in some
0: ways, well, that it, it that's what it has to be though for Chelsea. And I I, I still think they're he's under the most pressure. Of of really, really any, really any the, of the of the top clubs, sure. he's okay. under the most pressure. I think of all the clubs he's not under the most pressure, I think it's it's definitely sure. the clubs that are trying to yeah. avoid relegation. But yeah. you you've got um, I think you've gotta consider his name is up there. If if there's if there's not sure. a change in what we've seen in the last few years at Chelsea.
3: I think uh another name, I mean it could be another like you know, I think like Dean Smith. If if Aston Villa start to pull a Fulham, where they've spent all this money, and they they start if they struggle out of the gates, that well, could well, be another team go to that. Go to What's that? Well. For for Zachary?
2: For all of the above, just let's start at the top.
0: Yeah, who's going to oh, win? I got team? sorry, I, I've got one okay. more to throw in before, we, before, what, before you guys take
2: what, what, over. Uh, player
0: one. player of the year. Um, I think this one's pretty straightforward. It's going to be Kevin De Bruyne. He's he's the ginger oh, yeah. wonder. Yo, That's
3: he should be on too. your assist list, bro. He should be on your assist list. No, I think
0: healthy. I I don't know. I I just have a feeling he's gonna score a lot, but not top of the league. <laughs> and he's gonna assist a lot, but not top of the league. Your sure takes. I don't uh, know. I just feel I just feel like this is gonna be a good year for him, but but not not on the charts.
4: Will, let's hear
0: it. Lot. Okay. He'll he'll score, but he won't be in like the top five in scoring. He might be like just outside the top five. And he's going to have a shit ton of yeah. assists, but he won't be, like, the top five in assists. He'll be involved wow. in the most goals and assists, but not on the top it. either.
3: Okay. Not okay. scoring
0: goals.
3: Okay. Wow. I think, Anyways, um, uh, I no, think he's I think the I'll year be... this year.
5: Let's let Will –
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, well, that's done. I, I think Dean Smith's going to be win the stack race. That's my, my prediction. Smith-
2: Smith- Villa is going to win the sack race? They're the one team that got promoted that that uh, reinforced the most.
1: Well, right, but Fulham, Fulham did the same, did the same thing. thing. Fulham did do the same thing, but did... Uh, have,
3: and did, John Terry takes, takes over as takes over manager? manager. <laughs> How,
1: about that? How about that? John Terry takes
3: <laughs> over as manager when he gets sacked.
2: Then what happens when he comes to the Trey Lampard and take over at Chelsea? Take over his wife as well. He's busy shagging the ref. Good tick, good tick, good take. Good take.
3: Shagging ref, he's shagging the ref Wow. All right. no, that's, um
2: Who's gonna win the league, Will?
3: Yeah, who's gonna win the league? Um no, I think um so in terms of top and bottom, I think I think it'll be Manchester City, Liverpool, loses by about five, six points. Then Tottenham, then Arsenal, then Chelsea, then Man United. A two, really. E two. I think that the bottom three will take I think the bottom three will be um, Brighton, Norwich, and uh, Crystal Palace. Palace All right. Ooh. Which I think is, to be honest, I think both Owen and I are giving. That's I think that's a fairly hot take, because I I mean, us? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. What makes you say that? Well, they're. I mean, <laughs> listen. They need. Um, they need goals. They need goals. And if listen, if if Wilfred Zaha. Is in any type of disgruntled mode. That team is in real trouble. Let's just put it that way.
0: Yeah, because you know, uh, you know, Christian Benteke is not going to save them. Yeah, sure. And they lost. I mean, they lost. Uh,
3: <laughs> you know, McCarthy. That's. I mean, that's not that big a deal, I guess. I'll uh, no. Yeah. No, no, go
4: ahead.
3: No, I. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think yeah. Who do you who do you guys think will be relegated? Sure. We'll get to that. This is your turn, man. Okay. It's <laughs> your time to shine. Okay, sure. Um, no, and, you know, like, so, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, Brighton, no, I think Brighton, you know, looking at them. Here's what I'll say. Here's my here's my bold prediction. Um, I do think that West Ham, out of all the teams that are going to challenge for the sixth spot, I think that West Ham is going to make it extremely close with Manchester United. Oh. They're the team
2: I really, oh, really like. You were going to say you thought West Ham was going to get relegated. <laughs> I was
3: going to say... No, 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 no. Not really, oh, not really oh, oh, I, oh, gonna, oh, I think they're yeah. the team... I, I think like it'll be within a few points that they'll make it to sixth place.
4: Whoa. They've got
3: a very talented team, and the way they started to come together you know, under Pellegrini, and like, if, if Heller can... They, they have everything, but if Heller if Heller can, you know, score goals, you know, him and Yarmolenko and Philippe Anderson, like, they, they've got a really solid team. I sixth I think, over six over United, you said that? Six. I think that – you know what? Okay, bold take. West Ham finishes sixth. How about that? Okay. Over Manchester.
0: Mm. Mm, that's a, that's
3: a like, spicy I, one. I think? know they, have a, great, they have a great defensive record. I think they were, like, 12th in goals conceded or something like that, but – they have enough talent on that team to really do well. Yeah, and here's my other prediction. I mean, it's not the most worst prediction, but Leicester City will win the FA Cup. That's wow. my prediction. Leicester that's City,
4: our
3: awesome team. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Vardy having party.
0: The Vardy party has never
5: stopped. Still are- let it rip.
0: Yeah.
2: All but- that's. Yeah. I may have the questions again. All right, who's, who's what your top those, six what, in order? Who's getting relegated? Who's your top scorer? Who's going to get sacked? Who's player of the year? Okay. Uh, top six. Uh,
5: I'm going to go Liverpool. Wow. Say, oh. Arsenal, Spurs uh Chelsea United um top scorer um top scorer That's, This is a tough one uh I would say probably, probably no one on like Arsenal or Liverpool. Like it's just too uh, front three are just going to split too many goals.
2: Um,
4: Candy can Carroll can see oh. like
5: Aguero getting it again. Um, Hate to say it, but can also nope. see fucking nope. Kane nope. getting nope. it again. Nope. Yeah. Hate to say it. Um, tough one. But, uh. You know what? I'll just go with it. F- fuck all of what I just said. A bomb yang.
4: <laughs>
0: there you go. That's what I was wondering.
3: Well, he what? was what? Wasn't he? I mean, how many did he score last season? I mean, 22. Amazing.
0: He, yeah. he was tied for the
3: golden, yeah,
0: golden Boot.
3: Yeah, Golden Boot. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, with. I mean, he. Happy. Yeah.
5: Give him service. Yeah,
3: fuck okay. it. Bob Yang. Fuck uh, it.
5: Go.
3: So, how many goals for him? <clears throat> how many for the two? Bob Yang, like, is that prediction?
2: I mean, like, conservatively, 90, 100, 90. Yeah. <laughs> I think Aba hits. I think Abba hits high 20s. Uh, Laka hits high teens. Maybe, okay. maybe mid-teens. Like, Laka, Laka's value is his hold-up play, right? He's not he's not quite as true of a goal scorer as a Aubameyang is, but he yeah. has a complete game that Aubameyang has. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um...
5: Relegation. Um, honestly, Brighton is just a sorry ass club. Like, dude, you're gonna say that right before we go hang out with my dad, dude? <laughs> no, <Knowing> I Brighton <laughs> supporter Brian Snyder? This is nothing personal. They he's are a, just, he's
3: a Brighton supporter. Are they
5: like, you know, Chelsea United are such shambles. Like, no, Brighton is really mm. shambles. Like they're like shambles FC. Yeah,
0: they're they're not in a good I've place.
5: Got, they're, they're, although
0: although they did they did sign uh, Aaron Moy Aaron so yeah Aaron,
2: Aaron Moy yeah, they got Aaron Moy
4: uh,
5: you know I'm not sure he can unshamble them but that that sure is an upgrade <laughs> um as for the next two uh I mean easy choice is just to send people from back where they came you know.
4: Uh,
2: not a at all. The Norwich. Course, like the mo- the biggest favorites to get Not relegated are uh, Sheffield and Norwich. Yeah. Um
5: I'm gonna say it's just gonna be, you know, two or three.
4: Yeah,
5: I can't say I know enough about the sh- the the members of the of Shambhala to, to pick which ones are gonna go. Um and then what was the last what's the last Player, 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 player And here. who's gonna get sacked? Player of the year, Pepe for sure. Going full Homer picks. <laughs> 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 wow, boy! Just... He's getting sacked. Well... Mm, Frank Lampard for sure.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> boy. That's my
5: That's brother. Already laid out.
1: That's All my right. brother. All right, top six. Fortunately, uh, I think the City's at the top still. Got Liverpool close second. Uh your boys Arsenal number three. Uh Spuds number four. Um I think United number five, just you know, because uh you know, I, I feel like just they've got talent on the team and they're not super invested in just like throwing the units out there and seeing what happens. Chelsea number six, followed closely in order by I think Everton and Watford. Um mm-hmm. Uh, at the bottom of the table, I see getting relegated. Uh, obviously, it's got to be one of the three that came up. So, uh, as Nick said, Villa made the most moves, so I'm going to assume it's not them. Uh, so, toss up between Norwich and Sheffield, I'm going to go with Norwich. Um, beyond that, I agree with Ian that uh, Brighton's a shambles. So, fuck them, they're out. Uh, Southampton, uh-huh. I think, also. Oh, yeah,
3: that's a great they're pick. Shambly. Uh, why champ- did they sell Charlie Austin? Why did they sell Charlie Austin?
1: Because did they won read? the championship. That's why. Um, so that, that's the only rationale that makes sense to me. So I'm going to say that. Um, as for individual stats, I'd say uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, you know, in a fair fight, I would say it'd be somebody else. But I'd say Harry Kane wins the Golden Boot only because he'll, you know, claim ten 10- yeah. gold with his teammates um assists i think you know uh, competitions out of the way ryan Frazier you know <laughs> was in that conversation so no reason to believe he's falling off um let's see who's getting sacked uh i think uh, uh Hodgson is probably a good choice yeah. um just mm. because their their house is going to fall off uh you know, they, they, I think, mm. kicked their cover- above their coverage last year and best <laughs> players, I like guess, just not going to end well for them. Especially, as you point out, with Zaha being a little disgruntled, I would not be surprised to see him getting sold in the winter. Yeah. Too awesome. God willing, to Arsenal. Um, mm. Let's see. Uh, what are the other questions? Player of
4: the
1: year. Player of the year. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not a homer who's going to say it's going to be... Uh, Abamyang or Pepe, the Homer is going to say it's Lacazette.
4: Uh- <laughs> yeah. All around games. wow! And, uh, yeah, all right. Wow.
2: So my top six are unfortunately probably Manchester City top, and <laughs> just I would love for Liverpool to snag one off of them. Just cause I hate Manchester City, but just the. Relative reinvestment in the depth in the long season, probably Man City. Liverpool finishes second. Arsenal finishes a clean third. I really think that we strengthened more than Tottenham did. I think Tottenham finishes fourth. I think Manchester United finishes fifth and Chelsea finishes sixth. But I think the feeling around Chelsea ends up being better, because actually I agree with you, Will, where I think that Lampard plays a lot more youth than Char yeah. does. I think that people are happy to give Lampard time because he's a Chelsea yeah. legend, and, and Chelsea yeah. fans are excited to see some youngsters come through, and I think that the, the transfer ban actually kind of helps people keep the peace around the the sixth-place finish, whereas I think the fifth-place finish for United and I think they'll have some bad results over the course of the season, actually ends up looking worse than the sixth-place finish for Chelsea does. Um, I like that. I don't think that Lampard gets sacked. I do think that Hodgson is probably on the hot seat. I think that Solskjaer is on the hot seat, but probably less so than Hodgson. Um, I think my relegation zone is probably Sheffield. Um, oh. Burnley. Ooh. Burnley, Brighton, Brighton's reinforced. Burnley is not reinforced. And then Palace. Because Palace sold Juan Bissaka and has not reinforced. So that's my three. I think Southampton's a good shout, too. I would love to see how Southampton go down. I would love to stop having to go to St. Mary's.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and, I mean, top goal scorer, like, Homer or not Homer... Obama Yang's gotta be a favorite, if not the favorite, at this point. Um you got a monster. He's gonna score a ton. I think Aguero will have another good season. I think Salah will have a good season. I don't think Mane will be quite as high as he was last season, but I think he'll be just as quality of a player overall as he has been. Um but I do think Obama Yang will, will take it home, and I think that because he it will be Substantial because this time he'll have separated himself from the pack a bit more, he'll win player of the season as well. Um and then you know what? I, I, I had this take last year, it did not pan off pan out okay. this this time I'm gonna double down on it because if this guy does not show up this season, there's no excuses left. Mesut Ozil is Whoa. gonna fucking put Woo! up the assists Whoa. like like he did. Wow. Been. Okay. That, Back in the back in the olden days, uh, 2015, exactly. My pappy told me these days. Is he
3: going to start? Is he going
2: to start for the team? I think he'll get some game time. Should he I mean, he, he will get game time. There's no doubt about it. And if he will seize that opportunity, he will continue to get game time. So I, it's not like he's not going to get a chance this season. It's no a matter of whether or not he takes that chance. And we have. A true winger that likes to run behind in Pepe. You've got a real finisher to ball me in Obamiang, and you've got a guy with great link up play in Lacazette. You've got no excuses left, and you've got Ceballos feeding you the ball all season. Yes.
4: You gotta shirt off. Goddamn right? Christmas
2: and goddamn weekend. Exactly. And so, you know what? This I'm doubling down on my take on O'Zeal, and this is going to be the season spicy. where he comes in hot. So, I like it. Um, well, I. I think that those are, you know, five out of ten, five out of ten spice, five out of ten reasonability. You know, take it how you want it, but uh, I think uh, I think your boy Lampard is safe for now, well, and I think that Arsenal. Yeah, could. I'm very I excited. for so. Arsenal season. Here, here, here.
3: So, uh, so Brighton. You said Brighton got some new
2: pieces. Yeah, I mean Brighton. Brighton has reinforced more than most of the rest of the top half have. Well, obviously they brought in Moy. They brought in a couple of players that I'm less familiar with, but they have actual price tags and are actual players, as opposed to Burnley and Pistol who are bringing in players that three million dollars worth. Yeah. they their Premier League sides, right? How Burnley is pretty Years go down. Um,
1: yeah.
3: I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't listen. I, I can't say I know the newly promoted teams that well, but it does seem like Sheffield's got some talent on that team. Seems yeah. like most people pick to go down, but there's some. They all have, I think
2: they score a lot of goals. It's bad of goals. how well that talent is spread out and whether or not they reinforce with real like, Premier League experience, right? It's just like a different quality.
3: Okay, guys. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was going to say. No, no, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, go
2: ahead. I didn't cut you off. I'm sorry. Guys look
1: more quality against uh, championship talent than they do against. Remember memory. how yeah. good
2: Sessignon looked?
1: Sure. Sure. But how about. uh?
3: No, that's, that's very true. You're right. It's a difference. But how about. uh? They got Jagielka. Hey, that could actually be a really good signing. Jackie Edgar was good in
1: certain spots last year. Let's not scored it... against
4: us. I remember Yeah, that.
1: oh, I cannot no, forget don't that.
4: For
2: no, no. No. You know, came in and a... but, but Gary Gary Cahill signed for Crystal Palace. Do you think that's going to save Crystal Palace? Yeah, well, maybe. Hill is going to save Crystal Palace. You have to say you right have back. to be damn worried about David Luiz <laughs> <Louis> joining <our> Arsenal. <laughs> <tonight. laughs> well, Shambon how do you Palace. feel?
3: Okay, how do you honestly feel about David Luiz, man? Because listen, if Unai Emery has a good relationship with them from his PSG days, that could work. But he's the most polarizing player, man. He's the most polarizing player. Good luck. Good luck
2: as a fan. <laughs> I think it's absolutely – I think it's absolutely simple. He is a slightly less mistake-prone defender than Mustafi, and he's damn better with the ball at his feet. So he's an improvement That's over true. what we have right now with holding injured, and he is going to be nasty when he's got Pepe and Abba running in behind. Uh, all, and
1: all of that is true, but you boil it down to the very bare minimum – Squad player, eight million pounds.
3: Yeah, well, wow, don't rub it in.
2: Eight Everything. million pounds. And he signed an extension in May. He signed an extension in May, and you sold him to us for eight million pounds. Everything else is great. And to top it
5: off, we can employ top top quality bait and switch tactics mm-hmm. with doozy Yeah,
2: yeah. It's like when I. It's like when Andre Mariner sent off Kieran Gibbs instead of <laughs> Oxley. Yes. We can do that again with exactly. and Quindozy
1: said, "Like gets a second yellow." Louise comes up and says, "No, the first one was me. Don't send him
0: off." <laughs> Ironically, and, the ref's, like, and exactly. the ref's just like, "Oh shit, you're right." <laughs> no, except yeah. Mariner yeah. said wrong
2: and sent Gibbs off anyway. <laughs> Andre Mariner, oh. similar. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to
0: another season of him. Well, better than Colin yeah.
3: Tell me, it t- oh.
0: Anyways, oh, boys. Man.
1: Look, Owen, look, before we move on, I, I, since we're on the topic of sacking managers, I just want to say that can we all drink to the fact that Mourinho got sacked? Hey, like, that was here, our here,
2: problem. Here, oh. here. Here, like, here. here. Uh, the most obvious um, prediction, but it was the best one.
1: That was just glorious. Uh, really? yeah. What's that?
2: Oh, I,
3: I will. I went to my room because I, I don't want my room. Yeah, like, bring water. Owen, you cannot cheer with the
0: water. That's bad luck. Yeah. Oh, now is going to get repaired. Oh. <laughs> last time I shake. Better. Oh,
2: look at them. Look at them. They look oh, so. Boys. Good. The boys. The boys. Weed them, boys. Weed them, we them, we them, boys. Especially. We not oh, the boys. Especially. Oh, uh, yeah.
3: Oh, God. Look at that guy in the bottom right-left. Oh. Uh. Mm-hmm. Slash
2: left. God, he looks so happy to not be in blue anymore.
0: <laughs> wow. Shambhala. Wow. Bro, I can't
3: wait. I think- okay. Yo, know, I can't wait. Like, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer was doing all these, like, you know, he was having Sir Like, he's having all the old toasts. Like, I can't wait till, like, our our backroom staff just cheers. Like,
0: all of the Chelsea greats, bro.
3: He's bringing, he's uniting the, uh, Easy
0: uniting the team the yeah, club the the 21st century Chelsea football club the only history you'll ever have but we've covered quite quite a bit of material as we expected cuz we've got a yeah. massive season coming and I want to as we do with pretty much every show I want to leave this last little bit for takes you want to air out before the season gets going. Game Mm-mm. kicks off in about uh, about 13 hours from now. What are the hottest takes we have. Hottest takes of anything that could happen this season. Uh, I'm happy to kick it off, but I think we've already heard my hot take. Uh, if another one comes to me, I'll, I'll air it out before, right. the, before we get done. But the take is obviously Frank Lampard is going to be the first manager to be fired. Wow. That's not your hottest take of the day. huh? Your hottest take
5: is that Everton's getting relegated.
0: <laughs> well, that wasn't, that wasn't really a take so much that's... as it is just fact. So, you know. I mean, <laughs> hey, no, I'm cool. sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Everton are going to be the first team to ever be relegated from the top flight to League One. Well, skip, wow. Skip the championship. Go straight to League One. Do not pass go. Do not create $200. It's, it's financial fair play violations I guess. Oh no 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 no! I do I do I do have another thought and this I don't know where this came from but I just had it while we were running through some of the transfers I had in my list of transfers to watch Joao Cancelo from Juventus to City mm. City are going to be banned from the Champions League uh, UEFA is going to grow a pair and actually do something about it and City's not going to be able to do shit so they're just going to put all their eggs in the uh, Premier League so they're going to win by like 30 points
1: that's a big gift, buddy. But, you know, the thing about City is, though, you know, they're not... They didn't only finish slightly above Liverpool because they didn't try hard enough at the league. You know, they have so much depth, they can just throw a a, a starting 11 at the Champions League that would probably be in the top eight in the Premier League. Well, the thing is, in yeah. the
0: Champions League this year, the, the thing to note is they lost twice in the group stage. And they the thing with city is that they they're going to so, miss they're going to miss company this year. They don't have that leader mm-hmm. anymore. I mean David Silva is going to be the club captain in his last year, but is he yeah. is he the same but, does he have the same kind of impact as Company does in the dressing room? I mean Company was kind of right. of the, he was the, you know, get your shit together kind of <laughs> kind of captain. Wow. Well, me uh, more, but you know. I mean, I, you know, we're in the business of being wrong, so it's it's all it's all fair.
3: That's no, that's really interesting.
0: But yeah, that's my take. City is going to actually be banned this year from the Champions League for next season.
3: Wow, that is uh, okay. Wow.
0: Oh, yeah. and the other thing I wanted to sorry really quickly the other thing I wanted to bring up with City is the fact that Klopp in his pre Community Shield press conference made a jab at City being like, we don't live in a fantasy land where we could just go out and spend 200 million pounds. And Pep Guardiola was asked, what do you think of those comments? And he was so, so, so salty. He got ah. so upset at the fact that he that he knows deep down Klopp's right. And Klopp is like, uh, yeah, we don't have hundreds of millions of pounds to spend every single transfer window, unlike City. And Pep's like, n- n- no, that's not... Oh, it's, okay, that's true.
2: Klopp and Pep go to bed every night thinking about each other.
0: Yep. Except Klopp lives rent-free inside of Pep's head, and he always has. He has a better head-to-head record against Pep than any other manager, and he has a winning record against Pep head-to-head. Wow. Well. Yeah, any manager. Better than uh, Mourinho. I want to know.
4: <laughs>
0: well, you know, obviously with a, with a reasonable sample size. You
2: know, are, anybody else wow, hot takes you want to drop in here? I think my Ozil take is, is always my go-to hot take. That, that's
1: a pretty what?
0: spicy take.
2: take.
0: I don't
1: think it's that hot, but uh, <laughs> I will say there's a team who's going to have a big impact in the league. Uh, it's Madrid. Still coming for Tom. <laughs> They're still coming for Roblo.
4: <laughs> you know, we,
1: we, we sang he's off to Madrid. Or goddamn half of Tottenham's roster exactly. last year. I don't think it's
2: too late. I mean, one day they're going to buy the rest In, of them. in this window, Brian?
1: Uh, uh, that'd, that'd be a real spice. The, the, winter, they, they and, get,
0: the window actually, of Europe doesn't close until September 2nd, so there's time. Hey, we'll Here, here's, another, so
2: possible. here's another take. Uh, not measurable, because our back line is not as good as Man City or Liverpool's, but Leno is low-key just about as good as... Ederson and... Um, Whoa! Okay, was, wow. Was, wow that's say, a hot take. In hot terms tip. of wow.
0: saving shots, he's better than Ederson. Ederson's not great at saving shots. He's just very, very good with the ball at his feet, and he has a defense in front of him and a team in front of him that possesses the ball on average of 70% of the time. So Leno It's is really incredible. hard to concede goals.
2: Leno could, he could work a little bit on his uh, like defending of, of crosses and coming out for aerial balls, but... Yeah. The guy is a shot stopper is amazing. The guy is great with the ball at his feet. He is, if he had a back line ahead of him the same way that Liverpool and, and Man City do, people would be talking about him the same way they do.
1: Yeah, now, that's, that's
0: fair. And I think um, I think from, from watching him with, with Leverkusen back in the day, I think he's, you know, obviously the, the Bundesliga doesn't get the, the international attention that the Premier League does, but he's very quietly one of the top goalkeepers in Europe.
2: He's also hilariously Neuer-like in his uh, sweeper keeper tendency. Yes. So we all yes. yeah,
0: we always get a couple good
2: potties over, bitches when he <laughs> slides in, uh, slides from
1: halfway out of the box out of nowhere. We already have enough defenders who go out of position. We don't need him to do it as well.
2: Wow, Leno's <laughs> gonna Leno. To, to German, I think we'll take the
1: the full package. Seven days out
0: of the week and twice on Saturdays. Yeah. I'm with I would. Well Yeah, for sure. Alright, Willie. I know you've gotta have a h a hot take or two in there. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um Yeah, well um I do have uh,
3: I do have a few. Um I think that we're gonna see a lot of um I think we're going to see a lot of of breakthrough players this year. Um, I think that one guy... Okay, here's a very bold prediction. Okay? Mm-hmm. In that top six role for West Ham, there will be a prominent role for none other than Jack Wilshere.
1: Woo! Super- Jack-, oh, super Jack. Super, super Jack. Super, super Jack. Super Jackie Wilshere.
3: Yeah, they have a lot of ta- talented attacking players on that team. Supposedly, he's feeling fine preseason, so if he can get in the team, you know, I like his, I like his chances. Um, in terms of other predictions, um, uh, what was I going to say? In terms of, I mean, this is no surprise, but I, I think Moise Keen's going to score. All right, here's one. It's a lot. Moise Keane's going to score over 20 goals. I think he's that good. I've watched Moise Keane a lot. Uh, that is very bold take. That seems kind of far fetched, but I like his game a lot. I like his game a lot. Um, and then I guess the other couple of the other guy who everyone's talking about, but wouldn't it be something if Ravel Morrison? Ravel Morrison can be rejuvenated this year. I mean, I I think that could happen as well. Who did Ravel Morrison? Yeah, Ravel Morrison. And uh, yeah, that's my those are my few breakthrough players to watch. I guess.
0: Interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on those. Yeah, um, it's a well, lot of. Morrison. All right, guys. Final thoughts.
1: Well, final thoughts, I would have to say that you know, looking at the entire transfer window and how much teams like Arsenal and City and some of the B plus tier guys have and how much well, some teams have just not met that very high standard, I would just say that in yeah, the immortal words of Wojtek Chesney, uh. it's happened again. It's <laughs> happened again. Tottenham
0: Hotspur, it's happened again. Oh, boy. Uh, they were so close to getting DiBala, So close, but yet so far. I know.
3: Very, very sad.
0: No, not very. really. Not really. Pretty spursy, no. though. Pretty spursy.
3: Yeah. No, That's very true.
2: Yeah, I, think the fi- I think the final thought is something that we can all agree on, man. Like, what do you guys think of Tottenham? Shit. it.
3: Shit,
2: Wait. yeah, shit. Tottenham. Thank you. <laughs> That's all right. Spurs, yeah, they, they're shit.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> we ain't Tottenham. We ain't Tottenham. We ain't Tottenham. We ain't
2: Tottenham. We ain't Tottenham. We ain't Tottenham.
4: Hey,
0: hey. Ah, I love that. Every
3: yes. You're more likely to leave. More likely to leave. Erikson or Pogba? Yes. Erikson or Pogba? Yes. Oh, yes.
0: The answer is yes. Pogba? Yes. They're both okay. gone to Madrid. Woo. Damn <laughs> Ericsson to Atletico Pogba to Real Wow
4: Okay
0: They're off to Madrid Good night gentlemen Alright boys Thank you so much for joining us As usual uh, We really appreciate Yo, also the time lad's trip. Lad's trip. These guys going to Arsenal's home opener As per usual What is this The third year in a row Third year yes, in a row Third year in a row Of the Lads trip Guys oh, have a great time oh. Enjoy the games And to the rest of you Enjoy what is supposed to be And what should be Another fantastic year of the best soccer league in the world, hands down, the Premier League. Starting today, when you likely hear this, tomorrow as we're recording this, August 9th. Let's go, Liverpool-Norwich. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you, guys.